You're listening to the Christy G Podcast with me, your host, Christy G. Here I sit and talk with some of the most funny, talented, and inspiring people on the planet. So sit back and enjoy this newest episode. Hey everyone, hi. (laughs) Um, Before we get started, I wanted to address some notes from the last episode. I mentioned in the end that I had the next two episodes were going to be with Kevin Devine and Chris Conley again. Um... I do have those recorded. They are in the vault and they are ready to go. However, I want to take some time now to spend a couple episodes talking about something that's very dear to my heart and I know to millions and millions and millions around the world, um, and that is the Black Lives Matter movement. I also am totally aware that as a white girl living in Texas and Los Angeles that I have no clue what it's like to be a person of color, and I really want to be a platform on this podcast to have stories be told and conversations to be had that um, will spread awareness and knowledge and all all that goodness. So I today and uh, my dog Zoe Beans here tip tap or tapping away on the floor you'll hear her. Um, We are um, just really excited to share a conversation that I had with my friend Lloyd Vines. And I met Lloyd through our mutual friend, Chris Conley from Saves the Day, because Chris and Lloyd have been collaborating on music and it's super, super fun. And Lloyd has been working with Chris on some Saves the Day stuff. And Chris has been working with Lloyd on his upcoming record, which I'm so freaking pumped about. Um, They're just doing some really, really awesome stuff. So I say that because I already had Lloyd on my list of podcasts to talk about with his record and his music and all that goodness. But I also was like, no, we need to have Lloyd on earlier because I really believe in this movement and I really wanted to get someone's voice on here that could share all of the information and some knowledge and hope and love and just realness about all of it. And so... Yeah, so we had some some uh, chatting about, see, what did we talk about? We talked about what it was like for him growing up as a black kid, you know, who loved skateboarding and emo music and punk rock and, like, his interactions with the cops and police throughout the years and, like I said, his hope for humanity. I, I... I just absorbed this conversation like a sponge and I learned so much and I really, really hope that it brings you guys some hope and some um, knowledge that you can even share with somebody that you feel like should hear it and I encourage you to just share this conversation with as many people as you can. It's so, so important right now and um, yeah, I'm just really honored to share this conversation with you. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Lloyd Fiennes. today i'm good um yeah? uh yeah yeah i'm good just um uh finished up a walk with chris nice taking the pup out yeah 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 <laughs> good. W- went around um yeah took a walk around the block you know getting the juices flowing um Love getting it. the mind circulating <laughs> hey chris what's up how you doing good hey i liked your song this morning good job what's that <laughs> I liked your song this morning. 
Hey, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. That was super fun. <laughs> All right, here I got I got the man's earphones unraveled here. Uh-oh. No, it's good. They were tangled like they always are, right? I know. Yeah. Friggin' iPhone headphones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, dude. Have fun. Yeah. Thank you, man. Aww. Okay. Awesome. Um, yeah, I'm here. Good. I am. I'm very thankful for you to take this time. I already had planned to have you on the podcast to talk about your music, obviously. So I'm pumped to do that. But we're gonna talk about something else today. That's super important. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, first of all, I want to say, um, I know I haven't met you in real life yet, but you bring me a lot of joy. Like, you're just mm -hmm. an awesome person, and I'm really happy to know you Yeah, thank so you far. for that. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Before you yeah, um, yeah, so my name is Boyd Elgin Vines III. And I'm from Virginia Beach, Virginia, and I was um, born in North Virginia. Uh, like, depending on where you are, it could be 10 minutes from Virginia Beach, 25 minutes, but it's the southeast of Virginia. Um, it's a pretty diverse place, kind of a, it's a big, big, big Navy um, town okay. presence, but also lots of, lots of diversity, like Missy Elliott, Pharrell Williams, um, people like that uh, all come from that area. Nice. And uh, if you don't want me asking, how old are you? I'm 33. 33. And, uh, yeah. Aww, that's a good 33. Age. And my birthday is uh, <laughs> New Year's Eve. Um, Aw. What a fun year to, or a fun day to have a birthday. Yeah, yeah. I didn't um, love it so much until kind of recently. This past <laughs> year, um, I was uh, with Sed and Chris yeah. and... Uh, um, my partner, Althea, mm. and um, it was like actually one of the better birthdays that I've had uh, this year. We um, started working on the project that I'm doing with uh, Chris and said we started working on that um, on my birthday, we, the first mm. recording session. So it was like a good way to bring the year in. That's awesome. So um, for those of you listening, you're not in uh, Virginia anymore. You're in California with Yeah, Chico. I'm in Chico. Nice. With Chris. Yeah, but I live in Brooklyn, so my partner oh. and everything is in, in Brooklyn, New York. Um, okay. That's where I've been living for, uh, I guess, like the past five years now. Nice. Okay. I talked to Kevin Devine yesterday, and he was in Brooklyn. Do you know him? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I don't know Kevin. I met okay. Actually, I met him one time oh. um, at a Save show. Oh. Um, yeah, Save that played, uh, where did they play at? They played, um, not Terminal 5, this venue in uh, Greenpoint, and Kevin Devine was um, on that same tour, but I had met him that night back er, in the green room. Um, he's a really cool dude. I see a lot of the people that you interview. Uh, I'm fans of a lot of the people Aww. that you interview, like Matt Pryor from Get Up Kids and Chris, of course, and yeah. definitely Kevin Devine. And <laughs> yeah, it was like, it's kind of cool to, you know, be on the same platform as uh, these, these guys and that I've been listening to. Awesome. my whole life so yeah. yeah thank you for having me on of course thank you i'm honored that you want to be on um so this episode i want to give the mic to you to talk about black lives matter and the movement and i want you to 
say whatever you want to say and um, to share your heart about it. And I sent over a few questions or comments that people had left online that are very common. I see all over the place. And I thought maybe we could discuss that. Is that cool? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Definitely. Yay. Um, so the first one I feel like is the most popular and that's all lives matter. Let's un- unravel that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh, are you asking like what I what I feel about the yes. All Lives Matter comment? I'm sorry. Yes, yes, because oh, okay, um, it's a big it's a big uh, comment. I feel like you believe. And, uh, yeah, and it's like kind of crazy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my perspective, I think, is even a lot of the times might be different from even you know people within uh, my own black culture because uh, I definitely feel like. God, it's like so hard. Like you don't want to say the wrong thing, but it's like yeah. I do feel like I value everybody's life, mm-hmm. but I'm also completely, definitely aware that my particular skin color um, dictates what my life is uh, told to me to be like. Mm-hmm. So I think when people are saying all lives matter, they probably a lot of the time I feel like they're coming from a place like where they're taking it like so personal. If somebody's like, oh, white people are racist or white people pick on black people a lot of the time because you'll get a white kid that says, well, black kids bullied me. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, we all bully each other for sure. And everybody's life should matter for sure. But like what right now, what we're talking about is uh, the majority, mm-hmm. you know, um, I have had a friend tell me that uh, I was like, dude, I just don't understand. Like we're having this conversation right now and you, you're supposed to be like enlightened or so you say, but yet you're telling me, I'm like, dude, like why can't white people get along with black people was my question. And it was just coming from a place of like, we, I feel are very open arm uh, to white culture because we've been like kind of raised to be we know what kind of world that we live in and that's that i think that's a big part i think that's a big part of the problem we know exactly what kind of world we live in so it's just like yeah i know that if i act this way i might not get this job or if i say this thing or if i'm like the only black kid like within a group of white kids i'm completely aware of uh the risk that i have even being within that um, within that group, I know that if something get, goes up missing, if somebody steals something, or if there's an altercation, I'm instantly going to be the one at blame. Yeah. And a lot of the times when those situations have happened, uh, a lot of my white friends, um, I'm going to just say it, like they didn't speak up. Mm. And, in, and a lot of my white friends growing up definitely were like, yo, what's up, my nigga? What's up, my nigga? This, that, nigga, that, nigga, this. Mm. And I'm like, damn, like I just kind of like, you know, in some weird way, I did accept it because I felt acceptance from that community and I didn't want to stir anything up. Right. Because as soon as I do, they're like, you're not even black, Lloyd. You don't even got no black friends. And I'm like, damn, bulls really were bold enough to say that. So mm-hmm. I think when people are like, oh, all lives matter, you guys can't just say your life matters. And it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like my life uh, necessarily matters. Like, that's a real feeling because... I'm walking around towing, you know, a U-Haul truck my entire life just to do the same exact things that you are. Your life definitely matters because you're definitely going to get whatever job you're seeking um, before I do. You know, I know that if my cousin, um, who's like six foot four and uh, speaks with a different tone than I do, I know that his 
even his opportunities are different um, versus mine because I speak different. I'm smaller than him. I'm, I, 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 I look like less of a threat. And I think a lot of black people, you know, we play that in our favor hmm. to say like, oh, okay, I, I identify and I can understand this other culture so well that I can, uh, you know, I don't even know, like kind of what mute my blackness in order to get what I want out of this situation. But I know that if I'm like playing into the stereotype that I won't. And that sucks that that has to be like a tactic to maneuver through life. So I just feel like, yeah, with all lives matter, it's like, yeah, dude, obviously nobody should die, but also no, no other race should be dying more than the other. Exactly. So it's just like, you can't, you can look at it like, um, if you haven't had food for an hour, I can humble myself and say, damn, well, there's definitely like kids out there with less energy and smaller than me that haven't had food for two weeks. Right. So I'm not going to go complaining about me going an hour without a bite to eat. I'm also not going to starve myself because I need to live. But at the same time, I'm going to like humble myself and be like, damn, I guess I am. Um, I should be more grateful that I have a food or I have a refrigerator full of food because there's a kid out there digging through the dumpster. Yeah. And, and, and I feel like it's the same. So I'm going to basically be like, yo, I'm not starving. Like we throw these words around like, oh my God, I'm so <laughs> thirsty. I'm so hungry. I'm starving. Yeah. And you, 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 in, in reality, you're too lazy to go on the fridge, go on the fridge <laughs> and pull food out to make it. Totally. <sighs> you know? So yeah. I kind of like look at it at that way. So it's like, yeah, man, like, pay attention all lives definitely matter but right now you know and I think people's eyes are opening up to that I'm seeing like I'm proud of a lot of my um uh white friends of course like for standing up now but it's still a lot of them have to be faced with like yo dog like if I tell you the real experience outside of all the fun and good times we've had you can't like shush me because it makes you uncomfortable just realize if it applies to you you know, if you feel it, then address it. And that's the kind of yeah, kind of um, where I'm at with it. And, and just like for the record, it, it for me, it, it definitely 100 percent is Black Lives Matter because mm-hmm. um, totally. I didn't know if I had got that point across. But um, and to, to all, like, again, all lives can matter when all lives are um, uh, equal. Of course. And, 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 and not even just in our country, but like in our world and that can even go down to like classism and any type of a hierarchy when you have to treat somebody who's below you like trash as if we all didn't um as if we all weren't birthed the same way like we all came from our mother and our fathers and we all can make our own choices and decisions and i realize and understand that it's hard for a lot of people to do that because you know at the end of the day people like don't want to necessarily be alone and you don't want you shouldn't be afraid to speak up in fear of losing people who care about you especially if you know in your soul what you're speaking up for is right and is true there should be no like bias right um bias to it i saw a video yesterday when like uh uh, it was a guy had poured i guess alcohol on a cop and lit him on fire (gasps) Part of me wanted to be like, fuck yeah, like, fuck the cops. Yeah. And the other part of me is like, damn, that's actually a person, too, and this isn't helping the matter. Like, right. regardless of, like, what they've um, done, police have done to people for decades, uh, for, for years, um, 
regardless, it's like, I'm no matter how mad I get at anybody, I don't really, I've never resorted to violence. I've always been more of a talker and I want to speak and maybe communicate and hopefully I can open up someone's eyes. I had a friend in eighth grade and his grandfather was, um, he would basically, I stayed at night at this kid's house every weekend and we'd skate and stuff. And every time I go into the, uh, kitchen his grandfather was always in there like drinking coffee or tea or whatever and reading and every time i'd go in the kitchen to get a snack or something at his house his grandfather would literally get up and scurry out of the room wow. and then uh i think one summer i went in there and i ran in and stood in his way and basically what i did was i forced him to talk to me mm. and over the years like me and his grandfather became cool and and you know he finally accepted me but then years later i realized that I'm only one person. He still viewed everyone else who looked like me that way. But the ignorance within that is he didn't even realize that all it takes is for you to sit down and try to understand a person um, and not judge me by this. But he still would judge other people. And then it became this thing where it's like, whoa, if I can get people to see um, that I'm just a person and I have feelings and, and dreams and aspirations also, um, then maybe like, I won't have to feel uncomfortable when I'm around, but then at the end of the day, it's like, that's just me. I, I'm an exception within mm-hmm. my own culture to this yeah. person versus me opening their eyes to go and demonstrate um, communicating and, you know, just being with people who don't look like them. It actually was just only me. So wow. I, you know, I guess in some way I can look at it like, oh, at least I changed one person, but yeah. one person is not necessarily enough, especially when, they still are actually racist. They just like me. Right. It's like a. It's the same way of having like a favored slave. Oh God. Like yeah. you like this. You like this slave a lot and trust this slave, so he's allowed to be inside. But fuck yeah. everybody else that's right. like out in the field. Um. Yeah. You know, just because I'm having a good experience um, within it doesn't um, really mean jack. I mean, I'm realizing that now. Yeah. You know, in a lot of ways, it can feel like I can feel like selfish um, because like, oh, they, these people accept me because I'm able to talk that talk and walk that walk. Mm. And, um, you know, I'm disappointed in, in myself um, in that way, because in some weird way, like I use that to my own um, advantage um, in my life without thinking about how my family or my cousins or whoever Uh, may still be being viewed as long as I'm not being viewed that way. But if you don't know me, then I'm right back in the same bucket. Right. And I'm checking myself on that Mm -hmm. and I'm learning more about that. But I don't want to start being hateful and I don't want to start making my relationships with my friends that aren't black weird. I don't want, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to be like, well, you know what? Actually, fuck white people because that's still hate. I I deal with enough hate like towards... um, towards my own self mm. that I, I wouldn't want to harbor hate for anyone else, you know, yeah, in general. Totally. We all, you know, we all play a role um, in letting that live on because uh, not enough, I feel like, has been done. And even, like, you know, if you look 15, 20, 30 years ago, um, it was even more harder to speak about it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And now you because it's on the forefront everybody's talking about it and no you can't really ignore what's been going on and I think that could be hard for a lot of people to accept that we've kind of been living wrong and a lot of people been living in a lie and mm-hmm. you don't want to be told that your family and your father your grandfather taught you wrong you know but it's like it's true yeah 
if some, if you if you've been taught that you shouldn't you know engage with people based off of what they look like that's that really sucks all 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 in the while like your favorite actor might be a black guy your favorite musician might be a black guy you know you can enjoy the entertainment and you can enjoy the art from um that we express in the the things we make that come from our struggle but you don't want to understand there's a bias in that you know you have like black artists back in the day who could not even perform for black people yeah black people aren't even allowed to go on the same uh venue you, they gotta have their own separate thing and that's kind of like weird how can you know like do you really hate do you really hate these people like and that was always my question i always would tell that to my friends about slaves i was like you know, for somebody to, for people to hate another race so much, I always say they sure did keep us close. Because I feel like things yeah. that I hate, I don't want them anywhere near me. Yeah. So <laughs> if you hate us and you're, we're nothing, but you let, you know, you'll let a black woman like breastfeed your child or take mm. care or cook your food. So there is a level of trust. You'll let a black man shave your neck. And that goes like in the 40s, the 50s, 30s, you know, 100 yeah. years back. You let these people um, grow your crops and work your, work on your, um, property, but you, but you dehumanize and you hate them and you speak very badly about them when in reality, they're actually building your empire and taking care of you. Yeah. And I feel like when you look at it from that perspective, you're, it's kind of like foolish. That's interesting. Yeah. I've never looked at it that way. And that's so true. People like say comments like they'd be like, you know, some kind of racist comment. But then they'd be like, oh, but I love basketball. I love this team. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Like that makes no sense to me. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a it's, fucked up justification. Yeah, like, to, to, to make yourself feel like you aren't a part of the problem. Yeah, you start piggybacking on the things you feel like, are, and it's just like, no, you just like entertainment, mm -hmm. and it just so happens that that entertainment is black as hell. Right. You know, Jeez. even rock and roll, even mm -hmm. where that comes from. It's like odd. I used to get made fun of for listening to punk mm. and, um, you know, emo and, and, and skateboarding. And I was more infatuated with things that weren't necessarily in my household mm -hmm. because I'm already learning about my experience with, you know, within my family, within my culture. So, yeah, it was definitely appealing when I saw kids skating. But at the same time, I would not have. My, my reason for getting into those things was never based off of, like, the color of the skin of the people that were doing those activities. I just thought, like, the skateboard looked cool. And if you look at a skateboard, it's got seven plies of wood, and sometimes those plies of wood are all different colors. Mm. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's not like, it wasn't like, oh, white kids are skating. I want to fit in with them. I'm going to go do it. It was like, dude, that looks like so much fun. Mm. I want to go try um, to do this, too. And within doing that it's you know skateboarding um changed my life that's awesome but it's uh it 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 sucks now though because like the kids you know you grow up with my whole life and i'm like damn like this fool really actually i was the exception hmm. the exception to the rule like because i was like the you know the token out of the bunch so therefore i do feel like i have a valid perspective because it's a unique perspective being an alternative um right black kid in america because i have been immersed in um you know i've been immersed uh and and position myself around a lot of white people and i am black and you know my great grandmother is white my great grandfather's half native american and half african-american 
and they married, you know, what, in the 20s or the 30s. And wow. it was definitely not okay back then. So yeah. I get my progressive nature that, like, runs through my blood to not ever be prejudiced, not ever to be racist, not ever to judge people based off of what they look. Because, you know, I was in 2000, the year 2000, you know, I was listening to the Misfits hmm. wearing tight-ass pants and getting um, picked on all wow. the time only to watch a few years later that that became the trend. Right. You know, I had a friend that killed himself. He, he's, my first two best friends were two two white kids, uh, Michael and Taylor. And even when we were growing up, I remember times where, like, they would go do stuff and not invite me. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't understand why. And I always have felt, like, kind of, like, ousted. I've always felt like a loner in general. And I'm sure, like, friends or whoever know me that are listening might even be like, well, he had a million friends. And it's just like, yeah, but I never really felt a part of anything, mm-hmm. you know. I was, I felt like more so that I was just there wow. versus me feeling actually included yeah. um, in, in, in uh, the group. So I feel like, but anyway, with Michael and Taylor, Michael actually, he took his life mm. um, August, 2011. And I remember we both went to the ninth grade together and I was like wearing my Volcom <laughs> jeans with my Volcom button up in these all black Jeff Rowley shoes. Um, he was my favorite skater. And I went to Michael's house that morning and I made his Liberty spikes in his hair with glue. So we both walk into school looking like freaks basically. (laughs) And we both got picked on heavily. And I know that that weighed on Michael a lot. And I know that partially, um, a lot of, you know, his hate maybe that he harbored, Mm. um, for himself Mm. in this world comes from not being accepted because I remember him, like getting into taking like he was already taking ton of Adderall and asking me, yo Lloyd, like, like you don't like your Adderall. Can I have it? And he's like crushing them up. And, and, and in hindsight, I'm like, damn, he was really, um, he was really hurting all to watch in the year 2015, the, the goth thing, the slipknot, all that stuff is this big trend and it's accepted. And maybe if only he could have known that in the future, this was going to be the hot shit. Yeah. He might not have felt, you know, so isolated mm. or, so, or he may not have felt as a, uh, an outcast, wow. you know, and I'm saying speaking on that because he's a white dude. And I and I, I get that. I under, I, I could understand that because it broke my heart when I found out that he had took his life. It's just sad because, like, it's the same way for me. Like, I could have yeah. felt the same way growing up. Like, I was like, man, they're making fun of me for wearing bands. They're making fun of me for skateboarding. They're making fun of me for literally every goddamn thing that I do, including um, in, on top of that, the color of my skin is actually a problem because because the color of my skin is this way, I'm not allowed to like enjoy music that's not mm. made by black artists. That's bullshit. Right. But if my mind wasn't as strong as it is, you know, I could have uh, done what Michael had did. Yeah. And I tried to do that when I was 16 years old. Mm. I went to a new school. And everyone's like, he's wearing fucking Volcom with Nikes. They made so much fun of me. I threw a temper tantrum in, in class. Wow. And I went home. And um, I love my dad to death, but this is just a true story. I was listening to the band From Autumn to Ashes. Mm-hmm. And I was doing my homework. And my dad came in my room and he sm- slammed his hand on my CD player and broke the CD. Like, he was, like, upset that I was, like, listening to this, basically. And that weekend... I just took a shit ton of pills. Mm. I took so many pills. I took a the bottle of my Adderall. I took, 
ibuprofen. I was drinking cough syrup, like just, just, I wanted to die. And my mm-hmm. dad found me, um, in my room, like basically passed out. And, um, thankfully, you know, nothing serious happened after that, but you know, that was a result of me just like not feeling like I had any self-worth. I was at a new school. All my friends went to different schools and, um, even, you know, I'm at home and it's like, I'm not even mad at my dad because he just knew like, damn, you're, you're already black. And now you're just inviting all this other hate. You know, you're inviting all this bullshit into you because now you want to skate. Now you want to, you're, you're so different. People are, it's going to be a hard time for you growing up because, you know, sometimes I'd have to wear different clothes and, and it's like, I, I, I'm like trying not to like make this like about myself, but I do believe my own personal experience will be an eye opener Mm -hmm. for either kids that black alternative kids or just black kids that felt like different within their own community. Um, because I feel like a lot of the time that voice doesn't, uh, get heard. So it's like for my friends that I am your only black friend and you that you never viewed me, you're not like them, Lloyd, you're not like this. You don't do this for them. It's like, this is an eye-opener for them. Because it's like, yeah, dude, while we were having all those good-ass times, like, you didn't realize that your mom was always looking at me like I was going to steal something. Or, or, you know what I'm saying? If I'm in the kitchen by myself, she stays in there with me the whole entire time watching every little thing that I do. Or if a pair of shoes go missing or something goes missing from your house, everybody gets, um, I get questioned and everybody else gets to go home. But you got to have a talk with my parents about hey johnny's shoes you know what i'm saying so yeah and you just have to kind of you know we get used to it and you just exist within it so it is like really dope right now that um all this stuff is being brought to light yeah like it's it's a weird thing to say but it's like the 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 uh, protest out here by my house got you know they got a little rowdy but at the same time it was encouraging to see people come together um and acknowledge what's going on and it was I don't know how I, I, I'm so afraid of like miss miss saying my words but no you can just it's just like <laughs> this is the whole point of this yeah. it's like you have to speak freely because yeah. even if you say even if you say whatever you feel is the wrong thing yeah. the point is is like I am different than you we are the same that we're humans but we look different we come from different places right. and like I am not biased to anything you say something this is the point is to educate one another so yeah i guess i guess i'm just saying you know speak you you speak freely express it however you can okay yeah i was just just, right i i I think i was like i was just trying to say like just looking at the pictures and being outside in it and just seeing the good that the community had come together like there was more good than there was chaos in that moment you know like people coming together and speaking up for one another and it was beautiful in a way when it was also you know something that was tragic that you know things were happening but um right I'd never experienced anything like this before I come from a very very tiny town like like no one in my hometown's talking about this like <laughs> it's it's like a whole other world so I was really afraid at first um but I told my mom, like, she's like, well, there's armed guards everywhere. I was like, yeah, but I, I strangely feel safer here than I would back home where no one's talking about this. Like, I'd oh, ra- right. yeah. you know, I'd rather be yeah. somewhere where it's a little chaotic and people are trying to make a difference than people being silent right now. And um, 
that's kind of what I was trying to say. <laughs> yeah, no, and I get that. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, if you're like in a small town, like you live in, you know, you live in a bubble. Like I'm mm-hmm. in Chico, California right now um, where Chris lives. And for the first time yesterday, I actually saw um, groups of black people, mm-hmm. like a lot of them. I didn't even think they existed around here. Wow. Um, at all. I had no idea that they had that uh, many diverse people here, but I also realized, ah, that's because of where I'm positioned at in this Mm. city. You know, I don't see them because I'm not in that. And it just goes to say, yeah, that's because all those people that look like me live on the other side of this town. Wow. Okay. Yeah, man. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, but I was going to say, and you know, I'm not, I'm not over, I'm not over there. You know what I mean? Like, and that's like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I don't feel like I have like every answer mm. to the problems that are going on, but I do have a perspective and it's like, I ch- I'm checking myself cause I'm like, fuck man. Like mm. in, in a lot of ways, I know that I can get a different treatment based off of um, how I act. And that's kind of how I've always operated. Hmm. When I was 16, I'd always be like, I want to experience everything so I can relate to everybody. And in that way, I can communicate with all different types of people. But the moment that I realized that I was using that for my own gain, Mm -hmm. knowing that like my cousin or like a family member will get a different treatment but because i know how to articulate or talk this way like you know basically somebody saying boy boy you talk white you sound white Mm -hmm. um and i'm like damn maybe that's why like that cop kept Mm -hmm. driving when he stopped me and he heard me open my mouth because i i wasn't the type Mm -hmm. of black person he was looking for yeah and that's just like that's like me being like oh see i'm good but (laughs) then the other cop might not give a shit Right. You know, there's levels to this ignorance. Mm. There's levels to the prejudice. Um, yeah. You know, it, same as people being like, oh, well, th- this guy, this black man is successful and he's not ignorant. Da, 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 da. And mm. It's just like, dude, like, look at the environment. You know how hard it is to climb out of an environment where you're told that, like, you can't do things where you do know that your favorite companies. There's no, no, there's no black man owning it. You're mm. repackaging culture and selling it back to its own people. You're, you, you know, you have a, this a history of people telling your story while not listening to you all in the same time. Yeah. Wow. Do you, I hope I'm not asking this too personal, but do you have like any experience with cops? Like, do you get pulled over for random things? Absolutely. Okay. I've heard that with a few of my friends would just drive in and just get pulled over. And we're like, what did I do? And like, can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, yeah. Like, you know, I, I think, uh, there's been so many times Mm. where I'm kind of just like knowing one particular time I was in Richmond, Virginia, and I was, uh, leaving my friend Emmanuel's house. And, uh, it, I had a bike and I'm across the street from his house and I'm on the phone trying to pull up the directions to go to my brother's um, place where he was in Richmond. And I see this cop pull up at the stop sign and he stops at the stop sign and um, he kind of like just sits there and I'm like, okay, like instantly I'm shook. 
because I'm like, fuck, like, I'm just like, it's like, you know, it's what, one in the morning, like, I'm on the sidewalk with my bike, I'm just standing here mm-hmm. in front of someone's house, like, I already know how this looks. Yeah. So I get pull the map up and then I just start riding as soon as I started riding down the sidewalk the cop cut me off at the next um intersection and he calls me over and I walk over to him and he's just like I smelled weed Hmm. like just give it to me and I'll let you go just like empty your pockets out and I go dude how could you smell weed first of all it's raining outside second of all your windows were up and you were like pretty far away from me and 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 I'm not smoking weed Hmm. at all so um he proceeds to like poke at my pouch and like next thing i know there's four more cop cars i'm surrounded by cops wow. they're making fun of the shoes that i'm wearing they were making fun of my pants they were um just really like actually pushing me like you were in grade school wow. being bullied around and there was one cop he was a black rookie cop and he stood on the sidelines and i remember he just had his head down the hmm. entire time um, he wouldn't even look at me. Uh, they basically snatched my bag, ram- ransacked my bag. Why do you got two cell phones? You're a drug dealer? Like, da 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 And I'm not even going to lie. I, I had a little bit of weed. I did. It was a small amount. Maybe like, I don't even know, like a gram or two or something like that. Um, but the point is, is it was a lie to even get to that point. Right. He couldn't smell no weed. I, I hadn't smoked any weed yet. Nothing was burning. The bat the bag that I did had was tucked so deep in, in my tote that I couldn't even smell it. And I had it on me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, I had to, I was moving to New York at the time. Um, and I had, uh, to go back to Richmond for the court date. And I remember the public defender, I, he was like, yo, like, this is what they're saying, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, yo, I'm not guilty. Like, like this is bullshit like why should i have to plead guilty first of all i wasn't smoking weed like that he said that he smelled weed and i was smoking weed and i was like i wasn't smoking weed they never like um you know they never did anything that was uh legit within that moment like they they even shoved me off my bike you know what i'm saying like they didn't ask they had no search warrant and he he basically he lied he suspected um and I guess it's just in the way that it all went down um, that, you know, even myself, I started to realize like, oh, I know exactly like why this happened. Um, You know, I understand exactly why that happened. And there's just other times like in New York, like I had to spend a night in jail um, for something I didn't do um, in the Metro. Like they accused me of uh, bending my Metro card bending the magnetic strip i never even had heard about this what is it i found out with it i guess uh, if you bend the metro cars like in the 90s or early 2000s and you bend that magnetic strip you can get free rides okay. all the cops and it was undercover all he had to do was walk over to the um you know the lady in the in the booth and ask her to run my card and it'll tell you the last time money was put on and the last time money was taken off of it which mm-hmm. you know the last time you paid a fare with it he said, I don't give a fuck what she can tell me. Like, I know what I saw you do. And I'm like, dude, I didn't do anything. I swiped right through. The teller is literally 15 feet away from us. You can walk over there and see that, that my Metro card isn't being, like, I didn't, I didn't steal. I didn't jump this style. And anyway, they walked me through Times Square the last day of summer. Or not the last day of summer, but this is the last day of June. They walked me through the whole underground um, Metro station. 
They take me to a holding cell. He comes back. You know, they cut my shoelaces out of my shoes. They cut the elastic band off my pants. They were throwing my phone. Like, they were just fucking, fucking with me. Wow. They leave me in the holding cell, come back an hour later, and he goes, oh, shit, we thought you were going to get out tonight, but our sergeant's in a bad mood, so you got to stay the night. So they take me to Chinatown Central Booking. Everybody in the holding cell was black, every wow. person. And I remember asking one of the guards, I was like, so in all of Manhattan, on the last day of June, summer, New York City, mm-hmm. only black people did bad things. Wow. Not one white person, not one Asian person, not even a um, Spanish, Latina, nothing. Mm-hmm. Not we're the only people that did something. Then you start talking with some of the people in the holding cell. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, what did you do? Dude, I was smoking a bowl on my, um, on my break at the bar I work at. Mm-hmm. And they just um, came up, smashed my bowl on the ground, put me in cuffs. And I'm, now I'm here. He is like, my job doesn't mean, they just think I disappeared. They didn't let me even let, uh, give my job a notice of what was going on. And I'm asking this other guy and he's like, yeah, man, like I was smoking a blunt in my car, um, uh, driving around, I was just smoking a blunt with my homie. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, this is like, no, no, no white people did nothing. As many wow. people have smoked weed, you, these are, no white people were smoking weed outside. You know, I even I had a conversation with my friend the other day and he was like, yeah, dude, I know like this homie and this homie, they'll all be smoking splits and drinking 40s out in the open. And the cop will go be like, all right, guys, clean it up. Go. And then I'm instantly thinking about any time that I've been in trouble, especially for uh, weed. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it never went that way. Wow. It never went that way. You know what I mean? And I don't think it's like wrong is wrong. If you're like doing bad shit and fucking shit up, it's wrong. I'm not trying to justify that part. Yeah, weed's illegal, but it's not about like that. It's about how for certain people you'll turn the um, the other cheek for in yeah. others. It's all eyes on them, even though we're doing the same exact thing. And yeah. it's not a hard concept to understand. Like it's super ignorant that people can't. Um, understand and get that. Yeah. Wow. Um, that's, I don't even, I but, have no words. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> it's, it's just because it doesn't make sense. Like, that's why I feel like it's also difficult to communicate and talk about it. It doesn't make sense. There's no true logic um, around it, you know? Like, there's nothing that you can make, it can't, it can't make sense because it, um, there's no explanation for it. If you start trying to explain it, it's even worse because you're like basically going to say because I am this and you are that is why this is this. It's like an unbalanced answer, you you know? So, but yeah, even the next day when I finally got out of jail that day, um, the public defender told me that the cops didn't even fill in anything for the part of it. That's like the description or whatever, like what I actually did. And then come to find out for what they arrested me for, I didn't even have the kind of Metro card that does that scam. It was a, a certain type of Metro card that actually does that scam. You know what I mean? And my, a friend of mine, um, he brought it to my attention the next day when I got out. He had, he had all the questions. Like, did you have this kind of Metro card? Was it a one-way Metro card or a two-way Metro card? Um, you know, he was like, did they do this? Did he had all the information ready for me. And that's a friend that I was meeting up with. And, you know, he took action 
uh, right away while I was locked up. And I think I think a, a lot of people were pissed because we're like, yo, you never you, you didn't speak up because hmm. now we're forced to think about every experience that we actually that we face um, that we might not even have been conscious in the moment where I'm like, this is happening because I'm black. And I'm also I'm, I'm proud of myself that I've never viewed it that way right. because I might have reacted differently each time. Like mm-hmm. some I had white friends that would get crazy. They'll start snapping on somebody who said nigga. And I remember me being like, man, chill out. Like, I don't even care. Like that shit happens all the time. If I fought every person that was uh, prejudiced or racist to me, I'll probably be dead or in jail. So and that's my bad because you shouldn't have that. You know, I shouldn't fear the repercussions of speaking up against um bullshit you shouldn't be scared to speak up if somebody's wronging you but in this country in this world that's that is the case right i'd rather let you i'd rather just walk away from the situation than escalating it when in my mind i know it might not end in my favor yeah Wow. I, I know I sent you um, one of the comments that someone had sent me, and it, it basically kind of just, you answered it already, um, but I'm going to read the comment so people can hear it. I see it as a man murdered by a very disturbed and corrupt cop. I don't see color. Why does society insist this is a race issue? We've had a black president. Gone is black slavery. Black men have the same opportunities as any other color if they choose, just like any other race. End quote. Oh, man. Yeah. Um. So I was like, uh, and this is someone I've known all my life back home. And I'm like, I don't, like, I don't even, I don't agree with what she's saying at all. Um, and so right. I, I don't, I was just like, I, I, I want to have the right words to tell her. And um, I feel like your stories speak volume to that for sure. Yeah, because that's like, that's just, it's another example of living in the lie. Like, mm-hmm. you're choosing not to see it that way because then you'll have to place guilt or blame on yourself. And it's not even like for that. I don't want people to have to feel guilty or shame themselves. It's more like, damn, I've been living this way. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, I'm seeing what's happening um, when that happens all over. Yeah. That same that individual mindset that uh, maybe a racist or an ignorant person may have is happening all over the world, and we live in the results of that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, this person probably doesn't want to admit that. Like, they don't want to say, like, damn, is it wrong that I can smile at the white kid that I drive past, and mm-hmm. um, I can uh, frown or yell something at the black kid that walks by? Right. It's as simple as that. It's like, right. what makes that fair? Like, why? Oh, because they're criminals or whatever. Da, 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 da. And you're just like, what? Like, wh- how How does that make so- that, that? That basically makes it an issue when you're like, so white people have never broken into a car. Mm-hmm. A white person's never killed anybody. A white person's never done anything wrong to the point that you can treat them different. Yeah. What's, what's you know, so. Yeah. What's hard for me it, it, with it, this? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You got oh, it. You got no, it. what's really hard for me is this, this person who wrote this. Like, I see her every time I go home. I've known her all my life. Like, I would not expect her to say something like this. I, I just didn't think that was her mentality. Like, And so that's why I was like, what? Like, I did not expect that to come out of this lady, like her to say these things. And I don't 
picture her as someone that would treat someone like bad, but she I feel like she would treat maybe someone different and not realize that she right. is, you know. And uh um I feel like it's so it's like when whenever you speak to someone who's different than you, you're already uh demonstrating that. Yeah. And it's as simple as just like Right. And I like keep doing like, damn, am I like saying the right thing? But even myself, like pe- yeah. I hope the people that are listening, um, getting some perspective from, um, the stories or the experiences or, um, my opinion on it. But yeah, like you, you, the way that you can go about talking to them is just as simple as like, mm-hmm. uh, your own personal experience when you felt like that, but then you gotta like mm-hmm. magnify that times like a million. Yeah. And there, and there you have it. Like, yeah, this person's like, I, I don't, we had a black president and da, 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 da. That's just like, so it's whack to say, cause it's like, oh, cause you, you can call out a few t- times where it might've been fair. Right. That overshadows the million times. And the fact that the reality is it's actually unfair. It's like giving somebody a pat on the back for um, knowing their own name. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're supposed to, you're supposed to know your own name. You're, you're, or somebody being like, oh you wrote a song good it's like well that's what i do like pat me on the back when i write a song that impacts this nation right but for everything else that is just like supposed to be you know it's like yeah you shouldn't think that way why why should you feel like you need to get um a reward for actually doing the right thing and i feel like it's only rewarded because oh sorry sorry but it's only rewarded it's only rewarded because uh the majority of the shit you might do is bad, maybe sometimes, you know, versus yeah. like, I went out and helped a person today. I'm done for the day. And it's like, nah, we should be helping people all the time within right. your means. Right. Yeah. I, I know you, po- I'm going to share the link of the conversation you had with Chris. And a part of it that really stood out to me was sometimes you have to, I can't remember the quote exactly, but you have to admit that you were taught wrong and you need to like relearn. Like, it's okay. Like, some people, I think, are afraid to admit that they were taught wrong growing up. And um, I, I, I definitely felt like yeah. I was. Like, I mean, my parents aren't, like, they're really great people. And they, they didn't raise me in any kind of racist way. But my aunts, like my great aunt, like, I'll tell you a story that most people, I think three people have ever heard. Um, so my grandmother, my mom has a half-black sister. Um, my grandmother had a baby, and she gave it up for adoption because she knew that that side of the family would be really mean to the baby and because they were really racist so my mom has never met her sister because my grandmother wow. yeah so because my grandmother couldn't my grandma knew that if she kept that baby it would it'd be treated badly and not by my grandmother by any means but like by the older generation so i feel like that mentality ended with my grandma like like or stopped there like she was like no i'm not gonna be this way so i grew up i wasn't taught that way but i could definitely see like my community of people, like the way they would say things that I'm like, that's not inappropriate. That's super inappropriate to say now, but I didn't know like as a kid, you know? Right. And so when you said something but, yesterday about relearning, like, or just uh, being able to understand that you actually were taught wrong and it's okay to admit that and just learn right now, you know? But, yeah. yeah. And it is. Cause if you don't want to, it's like, you don't, you actually don't want to progress. Like, right. You're not going to deny yourself uh, more information um, if you're like an engineer because mm-hmm. you know that if you do that, you're going to be stuck in the same place. It's like the same as uh, 
being an, um, any type of an artist, mm-hmm. you're not going to stop being inspired and positively influenced because you know that's when your creativity stops. Yeah. So it's like we're at a standstill, like a human race is at a standstill because it doesn't want to accept the fact. Right. Or you can look at it from a different way, like, oh, shit, if I get more, um, if I enlighten myself more on this giant issue that's taking the world um, by storm right now, if I get more knowledge on this, I'm going to have way more friends. I'm going to be able to uh, exist in uh, more communities outside of my own. I'm going to live a less fearful life because now I've, um, we're all on the same page. Right. And I think that's what we all want to get to. Like, I don't, you know, like people, I don't think people even, we're so used to hate. Mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that it feels good. It's like being in a toxic relationship. Mm. Like the human race is like in this toxic relationship um, constantly because like you, even though you hate the feeling, it's still a feeling that you don't want to leave. And it's just like, why wouldn't you want to not have to cringe yeah. or t- tighten your muscles up mm-hmm. or have bad thoughts? Why wouldn't you want to like get rid of that? I think we all equally can say we battle that as humans in general. Right. Yeah. You know, but why wouldn't you want more love? Why wouldn't you want to be um, uh, accepted? And why wouldn't you want to be free? Like, that comes, that's what it comes down to, like, yeah. freedom. Like, why wouldn't you want to free yourself um, of your own mental prison? Like, why wouldn't, like, why wouldn't you want that? We can think about that and be logical about that, but... If you don't think that way, I can understand how it can be really difficult. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, I feel it might be the same, similar way of uh, somebody's child or father being like a murderer. Yeah. Like that's got to be really hard to accept, but you you have to. Right. And and if you didn't do it, so you can't take it on, you can't put it on yourself. Hmm. And yeah, it hurts, but it's just like the truth. Um. And, you know, that person, people, I don't know, it might, it might be an unbiased opinion, but it's like every, we all need some help mm-hmm. to, uh, I need to unlearn getting uncomfortable if I'm uh, in places where there might not be people who are like me. Right. Like, I don't want to be like, feel weird for going in this uh, gas station um, <laughs> in Mississippi. Like, I don't want to feel like shit. Are they going to let me buy something? Are they going to something? Well, anything. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to live with that that type of fear. Because, like, you can't change it. We can't change, like, the color of our skin. Mm. But we can change, like, our mindset. We can change um, what's within. And if I can help people gain that kind of perspective, like, that's what I, you know, I would like to do. Like, even with this conversation, like we're talking right now you're like a white woman you know i'm a black man and we're, we're speaking right now on it and there's no argument and there's no you know what i'm saying yeah. like it's more to me like the conversation's like it's just a, a, a right and wrong and it's been wrong for a long time so i guess that's so why it's hard for people to grasp the concept of um equality because we haven't lived in it no one's actually experienced it even the people who are on the um, the better, you know, who are right. not the better, but even the people who are on the other side, you know, like white America, yeah. even, even you don't live in equality. Right. You pick and choose what's equal and you like ignore it. And it's like, imagine if we like, you know, made food that way. 
Yeah. It'd be pretty weird. Yeah. You know, if you just only follow the instructions when you feel like it, like, <laughs> and just make it all wrong. And that's what it is. It's like, yeah. you're equal and you're kind and you're fair to maybe your, um, your children or even your pet for that. But you choose not to be to this. Right. Yeah. I think you also like mentioned you, something in your conversation with Chris about people are more con- concerned about running over, like, a, a rodent than they are about shooting someone. And mm-hmm. that, that, I was like, whoa, yeah, that's true. Like, wow, like we'll dodge squirrels in the street, but we won't speak up for. Yeah, ab- like, dude, you know? absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. It's, like, it, it, it's like friends, like close friends, whoever. It's the same. It's the same. Because I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, I can tell you numerous of times when we were in a uh, racist situation or environment and I could tell that you were so ignorant to it Mm. or you were aware of it and you chose to just be silent so now that it's happening to people and it's stuck it's put in your face you want to speak up and it's like that's dope but for everyone who's mad about what's going on right now it's like nothing has changed on this side we've been saying the same things and feeling the same way now you're just forced to see and listen and you're surprised when somebody you know goes through it, and that's that's honestly, it's on them. Yeah, it's on it's you know it's on you um, for for choosing when you want to see things that are um, unfair. Yeah, totally. And not equal. What What is your hope for like the like what's going on right now? Like, what do you what do you is your hope for the man? Sorry, sorry, Lloyd. <laughs> Uh, like I know what's in my head, but I can't get it out. But you know, what was your hope for right now in history? Man, I just really hope that um, that we can like. It sounds so cliche, but just like get along. I don't want to have to feel like I got to pick and choose who my friends are right now. I don't yeah. even like how weird some of my friends that um, are white are being sometimes. Because it's like I don't want sympathy or nothing like that. Like, right. and I don't, I don't want the like. Why? It's like why would. I don't want the attention of what's going on to be the reason that you're, um, the only reason that you're contacting me because mm. I didn't even grow up that way. So now it's all fucking weird. Like, right. I really hope, I really hope that like, it could just be like, Hey, you've already been demonstrating, um, uh, togetherness, mm-hmm. um, by just being friends with me. But now you need to go and make more friends that look like me. Now you need to like, outside of just listening to the music in this, you gotta like go and, um, befriend someone who is not like you so you can gain perspective on their experience and then act accordingly awesome and that goes for like everybody like i i I don't i i really would love for this to like change overnight but it's just as simple as like being um addicted to cigarettes it's it's hard to stop that habit it's almost like a ritual Mm -hmm. like you got but you have to break the habit like you gotta like you know it's just rehab like it's gonna take rehab mental rehab collectively in order for it to actually change and i like really really hope it does because i feel like if it doesn't change for the better it the chance it could change for the worse Mm -hmm. and it'll and then we're gonna see a serious divide right um i didn't grow up that way Mm -hmm. prejudiced or racist or any of that um and i don't want to have to like invite that in now yeah because uh it's all out in the open right you know i should we shouldn't be faced with any type of decision saying what's whose side are you on Hmm. 
Yeah. You know, as far as like, are you going to go be with your white people? Or are you going to be with your, it's like, it's, I, I don't want, I'm not, definitely not on um, the racist side. Mm-hmm. Definitely not on the prejudice side. Definitely not on the cop side at all. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about people that are already have, have friends that are people of color, people of color that have friends that are white or whatever. I'm, I'm talking about us. Like I shouldn't have to be like, you know what, man? We've been best friends for 20 years, but you're actually ignorant and I don't fuck with you no more. I'm going right. to go start hanging out with more of my black friends mm-hmm. because fuck all y'all. Yeah. Because that's exactly what we're fighting against. Right. You know, and then it boomerangs and comes back and actually um, hurts people who've never had this issue before. And I think that's the biggest thing about like getting enlightened on the situation. You you already are my friend. We're already cool. You already aren't prejudiced or racist. But now now you have to be like conscious of that and promote that. Right. And and don't only do it when it like benefits you. Like don't only bring the same thing. People like my best friend. My best friend is black. I'm not mm-hmm. racist. And it's like yeah. dumb. It it does. It's not just like it's not about just me. It's not about just you. Right. You know, it's right. not about just that. It's about the fact like, yeah, your best friend may be, may be black. Yes. But you're only choosing to connect with that type of mm-hmm. black individual because right. it meets your requirements of uh, friendship. But don't pretend like you still don't hold animosity and fear. Mm-hmm. You know, my brother could come walking down the street. And you could be like, oh, shit, this guy's going to rob us. And I'm like, dude, that's not my brother. Aww. Like, he, I, yeah. like he, he's coming to meet up with us. And they're like, oh, but you don't feel that way towards me because you know me. So right. it's just like, it's simple. Go get to know people that aren't like you. Like, it's not that, it's not that hard to do. Yeah. You know, it's not that hard to do. Just go and talk to more people that are not or don't come from you know like or that are other than what you know the same way as discovering new music yeah you know these methods not the situation at hand but the method of like let me i'm gonna go to this party and see what the dj what new songs the dj is playing because i want to go learn about new artists or like Like i really like this song i wonder yeah it's like it's 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 just um Hmm. as simple as simple as that um yeah Oh, yeah. I'm here. Oh, <laughs> yeah. sorry. <laughs> They're building like a high rise outside. And I'm like, every now and then I hear something. I'm like, what is that? Um, yeah. Do you have any like artists or activists or anyone out there that you love to follow that talks, is speaking up about um, this? Yeah. Um, actually, uh, one of my friends, um, Gabe Niles, um, he's uh, an artist and producer out of Virginia Beach. Um, he actually made my uh, very first song mm. um, in 2009, first thing that I ever, what song I wrote and recorded, um, he produced. And I like watch him and how much he, um, you know, does uh, for the community back home and just for people in general, because, you know, he he's in a group and he works with all different types of artists and um, he really uses his platform to promote a lot of uh, positivity and like, I love always seeing um, what he's doing, uh, you know, awesome. basically what he's doing for the people. And, you know, some, just a lot of my friends, uh, one, of my, one of my roommates, girlfriends, like I'm seeing her hmm. um, and how much uh, her output is about the matter and stuff like that. Because 
a lot of time it's like if your your best friend or whoever like we're at risk right now in this country so a lot of the time it's like if you place the fear of like losing somebody that is of color that is close to you mm. it might t- make you take a closer look but yeah. yeah i really i really like i don't it's it's hard to name them all right on the spot but i definitely um i definitely see see them all Good. um my peers and my friends and everything that everybody's doing in um all different parts of the country uh and it's um really dope you know have a friend that's making a documentary on it right now um on what's going on right now and uh i, I believe she's filipino and it's just like mm-hmm. that's really sick because any help towards uh uh the right way is yeah. um you know appreciated so awesome. i think people are realizing that they have more power than we've given our credit right. as individuals to like influence people and um and uh you know just push a better narrative because if not we're not going to be making music together no more if not we're going to yeah. be you know what I'm saying? You're going to yeah. be like having a chip on your shoulder mm. about this person and this person. It's just like, I don't, I, this isn't the time to be separating over our differences. This is the time to be like, if we both know we the, at the bottom line, we, we're all fighting for the same thing, mm-hmm. then the disputes and the arguments and stuff can kind of, you know, simmer down yeah. and we can finally be met with um, understanding for one another and just standing up for uh, what we believe in, like, I think, as people. Yeah. If you're all one of those people that are like, I never see it that way, or mm-hmm. things of that nature, you know, you can take the time now to be like, oh, shit. <laughs> let, me, let me teach people to see this way, because right. there's not enough people that see that way. Right. Well, you know? if, if you want, you can uh, send me, like, all whoever you want me to share, and I'll link it with the episode. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and, I'll, I'll um, gather up some. And also, want to before uh, we head off of this conversation, I want to um, say I'm going to put some of your music on the podcast soundtrack so people can hear it. I'm super excited to hear what you guys have. Yeah, up. I am so excited. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I I hope uh, it's it's really honest um, honest music. Uh, the story around how we even got to create this the album that we're working on is um pretty inspiring um but yeah we're really excited to finally get it all finished up and um out to everyone i'm i am so freaking pumped you guys just playing on the live stream together the other day was so fun like such fun energy it's just so yeah yeah (laughs) it was it was really great um i I grew up listening to save uh before chris ever even knew me yeah um so like yeah being being up there with him like performing after i've just been a fan for so many years um was kind of like a it was just you know really 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 cool yeah really cool moment in time especially where uh where we're at right now um, in the country i think it was like damn like we can maybe like try better to be better about demonstrating um the unity and um even just within our friendship because I think that's the big thing too. It's like people are getting along and people are um, living uh, with great mindset and great perspective um, and just like busting it down to the simple fact of like, we're just going through this human experience. There are people that are living like that um, and we can demonstrate 
and teach how we do that, like how we approach people and how we view things that we're um, foreign to or even ignorant to for that matter. Because I'm checking myself even within the conversation. I'm like, mm. I don't want to be talking too much about myself, but I don't know the best experience I know is my own. Yeah. No, and that's what I wanted, you to, know, and, I wanted to talk about your experience for sure. Yeah. But yeah. the more people that I meet, mm-hmm. I am able to, we're, we're all a part of each other's experience, I yeah. guess is what I'm trying to say, because uh, this is how I connect with people. Mm. Um, this, and, and this is how we all connect with people. You know, we right. come from a place that we know the most. Right. And now it's time for us to really get to know who we truly are and what we're truly capable of wow. as people like. I think that this is like the perfect time, like this, this, this thing we're in. It's a pretty epic part <laughs> yeah. of uh, the story yeah. of this world, like, because it's never happened before. Mm. And I'm still learning how to talk for everybody who's listening. If you've met me in person, <laughs> I might be a little better um, with yeah, my words great. and stuff, but I, uh, you did yeah. really great. I was like, I'm like I said earlier, I'm so honored that you like came on here to talk to me. I, I already had you on my list to talk to eventually, like, at, you know, after you guys got your music done. I'm like, no, I got to do this earlier. You're awesome. Hey, thank you. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> you. to I appreciate it. know you a little bit, and I feel like I know you a little bit more now, and um, you're, just, you're just super rad, so I was really excited. So I'm, I'm just really happy to have you on here. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy to, to do so. You know, I don't really do too much um, – podcasts and stuff like this speaking on this kind of stuff I've been kind of silent yeah. with uh, social media and all of that but like I definitely um I, w- I want to learn how to get you know just better at um expressing uh my beliefs and stuff because you never know who um like who what words you're putting out and how they're going to affect people so I just hope that what I'm saying and what I'm doing is going to affect people in a positive way um it will. And uh, yes. it's all from a place of love, you know. Yeah. Man. Yeah, like, I just am like, love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's awesome. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. That's the only bummer. I, don't, I think Chris probably told you we did like a, a Skype video. And I'm so bad at video. But the only positive thing is I can see when people stop talking. So I can start talking. So I'm like, oh, I'm really bad at cutting people off. <laughs> oh no, no, it's fine. Like we're all we're all just trying to, you know, we're trying all just trying out. to get it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before we hang up, I'm gonna tell you a funny story. Jeff Raleigh. You said you liked him, right? Raleigh. Raleigh. Yeah, he's my favorite skater. Yeah, Jeff Raleigh. When I lived in Long Beach, I worked at this little breakfast diner, and I'd wait on him like all the time. He is awesome. Oh no way. Yeah, he's really really fun. Like him and his wife and the other little boy at the time would come in. But I used to joke like I don't know if you ever watched the Brady Bunch movie where they made they like mock the Brady Bunch. But uh, Jan yeah. gets hit. You know she gets hit in the face with the ball. Like and she's like, oh no, I'll never be a teen model or whatever. Oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> okay, so one time I'm like walking out on the patio and he backs his chair up and like smacks me right in the knee and I was like, oh god. <laughs> and he was like, I'm so sorry. I was like. Great. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Now I'm never going to be a knee model. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, that's and, dope. That's yeah. really cool that you got to um yeah. yeah, got to meet him and stuff. Dude, he's so sick. Yeah, he's really really cool. So I was like, I like to tell people who mention him like he's a nice guy. And it, it was really funny. Obviously, I was like kidding. He didn't really hurt me, but <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I get it. It was really funny. No, I was that's like, oh, amazing. Yeah. But 
Anyhow. Yeah, I grew up with his shoes yeah. a lot. Um, I, I, I have like a, a collection of um, his vans um, awesome. from 99 up wow. until like now, basically. But yeah, he's he's um, super dope. Dude, if you get a chance, you should watch his video part. And uh, it's uh, the video is called um, Flip Sorry. Flip. Like if you look up Flip Sorry Jeff Rowley, you should watch uh, this, his skate part. Oh, I will. He, um, yeah, he skates to the, I think, the Beatles, I'm the Warriors. It's a great, oh, nice. great part. Since <laughs> you know him, like, to see him in his element, I'm sure it will be pretty awesome. That is cool. I really hope that you guys enjoyed my conversation with Lloyd. Please, please, please share it with your friends, share it with family, post it to all the social medias. Let's get the word out more and more and more about Black Lives Matter. Also, I'm going to put links in the show notes for some awesome organizations that you can support and share with your friends and family. I'm going to link um, Lloyd's Instagram. Also, all the cool links that you can listen to um, Lloyd's music right now because it's so freaking good. He is amazing. And um, also, I'm going to put a link of a conversation that Lloyd and our friend Chris had for Chris's um Facebook and it's really really important and I think everyone should hear it as well so all the links in the show notes go be about it and um yeah thank you again for listening my next episode I have is going to be with my friend Keldine and my friend Orlando and we are all going to talk about Black Lives Matter as well so very important stay tuned and thank you so much again guys for your support and have an amazing amazing day Thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you next episode. P.S. A special thanks to MXPX for providing the music for the podcast. They are the freaking coolest.